Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. And welcome. Welcome to Midweek Mind Shift. It's me, Pastor Banks, and I'm here joyfully greeting you once again. It's good to see every single one of you. I'm glad uh, you're joining us tonight. Do me a favor. If you're uh, on our Facebook site, then if you would be so kind as to share this uh, with five people tonight. Share with five people, even text them or share it on your uh, live stream, your own uh, post. Let somebody know that we're studying the word of the Lord together. Amen. So good to see everyone. I'm going to make sure that you greet each other. Let somebody know that you're glad to see them and that they are important to God and important to you. And surely it is a grateful occasion for us to give thanks on this day halfway through the week getting over the hump wanting God to shift our mindset so that we can continue to grow in grace and be what he's called us to be we're going to go right back into the word from last week I'm going to finish up uh, the study I began on last week about overcoming the prospects of the world uh, and then we're going to uh, be done with that on this evening, all right? Let's bow our heads and ask God to bless us tonight as we enter into the Word of God. Father, we are grateful for this opportunity to come before your presence. And we ask even right now, Lord, that you would touch us with your power, touch us with your anointing, touch us with your grace, touch us with your mercy. We thank you for this day and all that you have brought us through. You've been mighty good to us. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And God, whatever somebody's going through today, we thank you, God, that you're bigger than this situation. You're bigger than the problem. You're bigger than the issue. So God, show yourself strong. Matter of fact, on tonight, we're not telling you about our problems. We're gonna tell our problems about you because you are high and mighty. You are great and lifted up. You are awesome in all your power, and you do nothing, but you do never fail. You do nothing but succeed. And we bless your name in advance for all that you've already done and all that you shall do. Open our ears and hearts and minds to receive your word tonight that we might be better as a result. Is our prayer tonight in Jesus' mighty name. We praise you and we glorify you. Come on, come on, come on, give God some praise. Come on, give God some glory. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands even right now. You know, worship is the precursor for our heart's preparation to receive what God wants us to have. And we ought to take time right now just to lift our hands and bless his name. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say he's worthy to be praised. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, come on. Don't be afraid to praise God. Don't be afraid, afraid to bless him. Because he's worthy. All the praise. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Well, listen, listen. I want you to open your Bibles right now to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to go straight into the word tonight. And as we do so... We're grateful for the presence of the Lord in this place and where you are as well. So let's pick up where we left off last week. 
Hebrews 11, I'm reading from the Amplified Version and reading beginning at verse 8, and we're going to conclude at verse 10. So let's revisit this about Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called by God, obeyed by going to a place where he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as a foreigner in the promised land, as a as in a strange land, living in tents as nomads with Isaac and Jacob, who were fellow heirs of the same promise, for he was waiting expectantly and confidently looking forward to the city which has foundations and eternal heavenly city whose architect and builder is God. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to almighty God. So we're concluding our continuing and going to conclude our uh, topic tonight about overcoming the prospects of the world. And it's in the series of faith that overcomes the world. And so last week we discovered that uh, Abraham was able to use his faith to overcome what the world offered him. And, and you know, despite all the world has to offer, he was a man of means. Uh, he was someone who was important in the world. He was someone that had things set up greatly already in his life, but God came to him and gave him a promise and gave him something even greater to look forward to and to aspire towards. And the Bible says he left all that he had behind and went with God, literally not knowing where he was going. By his faith, he overcame what the world and its prospects promised him. And the world is full of empty promises. The world is full of uh, uh, things that make you hope for something great to happen that never get fulfilled. And that's why it's important for us to build our lives around that which is sustained by the power of God. Because many times the adversary comes into our lives and lures us into going after things that falsely only want to lift up our senses and those things that make us feel good, but not necessarily are good for us. Now, how many know that there's a difference between something being good to you and good for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something can treat you good and make you feel good, but it has an end that is really destructive that wants to take you away not only of what God has for you, but literally strip you of that which God has already given. And so the Bible tells us that in all things, God is working them for our good, which means that even things that may not feel good at the moment, because they're in the plan of God, he uses them for good and brings us to an expectant good. And, and by faith, we can get there, which which means that we ought not settle for temporary satisfactions. But, but God is interested in us going after the long haul. Amen. And so and so Abram, Abraham, 
uh, he had a choice to make. Uh, should he stay where he's at and, and keep what he's got? Or does he go after what God has promised, even though he doesn't know all the details and the steps that he should take? And the Bible tells us that he is uh, the one who went after what God promised, not even knowing the steps he would take. And that's why he's called literally the father of our faith, because he exhibits a faith based off of what God promises that all of us have the opportunity to exhibit as well in our lives. He birthed the faith that is foundational for us walking with God in his promises and leaving behind the prospects of this world, hoping and believing and trusting for something more than we can even wrap our minds around. And unless you and I focus faithfully on the kingdom and what it has to offer us, then what the world entices us with will always have the possibility of luring us away from what God has for us. And I don't know about you, but I want all that God has for me. You ought to just type in those comments somewhere or even just text somebody, hashtag what God has for me, it is for me. And I'm not going to let any devil on in hell or Negro on earth keep me away from what God has promised and I will not go after the prospects of this world in exchange for the promises of God. Amen. And so last week we discovered uh, the, the chief way and one of the things that, 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 that Abraham had to do to execute his faith in order to let go of the prospects of the world, to overcome this by his faith, is he had to let go of the control. He had to literally place it in God's hand, and we unpacked that on last week because we see that God somehow was the one who was in supreme understanding and knowledge of what Abraham could not see. And even at the risk of Abraham not knowing all the details, the twists and the turns, not having a GPS guide, he had to give up the control of what was happening in his life over to God, trusting that God knows what he's doing. And just let me encourage somebody tonight to tell you that in your anxiety and in your insecurity, you can be confident that God knows what he's doing and you ought to give God control over those things that you can't see and don't understand. God is omniscient, omniscience. He knows it all, which means nothing surprises him. And the twists and turns of our life somehow even fit into the sovereign will of God for us because he has a plan that pushes us toward our destiny. And so Abraham had to give up control, and it's hard to do, but, but that's one of the steps that we've got to voluntarily surrender to God, our control, our desire to seek to control everything, the outcomes and the things that happen as a result. Put those in God's hands and trust him, and that helps us overcome what the world is offering us as a prospect. But, but I want to do uh, a couple of more uh, tidbits for us to understand how our faith is executed for us to overcome the prospects of the world because not only do we need to let go of the control but secondly listen we've got to listen 
Don't jump over the journey. Hmm. Don't jump over the journey. If you keep reading in Hebrews 11, you'll see verses 9 and 10 says that by faith, Abraham, he lived as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. He journeyed through the land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob who were persuaded that they were co-heirs of the same promise. Verse 10, his eyes of faith were set on a city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. Another translation of the text that we read tonight, and that gives us insight that Abraham was on a journey. It wasn't just the destination or his destiny that he was looking at. But he had to walk with God through issues and situations and uh, uh, in a land, listen, living as an immigrant, even though it was promised to him. Living as if it didn't belong to him, though he knew it did. He, he had a journey that he had to go on. And there's much in the journey that we learn that is much more than just the destination we reach. Don't ever jump over your journey. If you and I want to uh, loose ourselves and overcome what the world offers us as its prospects, then don't jump over the journey God has you on. Many times we just want to get to the end. We just want to skip. We want to fast forward uh, the movie to see the end. We want to open the book to the last page to see how it turns out. And, and really, we can do that by faith because by faith, we already know we win. So you already know the end of the story before you get there. By faith, you are already an overcomer, but the journey gives you something on the way. And my God, my, my brothers and my sisters, uh, uh, you know, it was Ralph Waldo Emerson that had the famous quote that, that really applies itself to this part of Abraham's life. He said that life is a journey, not a destination, which says that there is much to our living that happens on the way to places that is much more impactful than just getting to the place. If it was just about us getting to heaven or just getting to the good part or just getting to the destination, then God would immediately move us from where we are and place us to where it is. But there's something about walking in the journey that does something to us along the way. There's something about taking it step by step. There's lessons that we learn. There's blessings that we get along the way. There's, there's, there's issues that we overcome. There's, there's things that we discover about ourselves and about God that we would not discover had we not gone on the journey. And what the adversary wants us to do is somehow to overlook and skip over what may be the best part of our lives. I know that sounds strange because sometimes the journey isn't joyful. Sometimes the journey 
is filled with sorrow and pain and, and grief. Sometimes you got to go through some things that you would never want to sign up for. But after you come through, this is where I wish I had somebody that could testify. That this is where you need to hit the heart button and the like button right now that says that you are a witness. Somebody who's come through something that can look back on something can see that had you not gone through that to get to this, you wouldn't appreciate what you have right now. Am I right about that? Don't fool me now. If somebody can say amen to that, that if God didn't allow you to go through some things, you wouldn't have an appreciation of what you have. And I remind you, I remind myself all the time, one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard, and it's credited to, to Charles Spurgeon, who said somewhere in one of his sermonic presentations that if you find yourself walking through hell, don't stop. You find yourself going through a bad place, don't stop. You keep on walking. If you're on your journey and it seems like it's going through a rough patch, that's not the time to throw in the town. Marvin Sapp said it better. He said it this way. He said, this is not the time or the place for giving up. This is not the time for throwing in the towel. In your journey, though sometimes it may not be the best days it's leading us towards some place and God is working out a greater glory in the journey than we could find if we skipped over the journey. It was during the journey that Abraham forged his relationship with God during the journey that 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 he had his heart and his character and his spirit developed to appreciate and to hold on to what God had promised him. And, 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 and the journey is the avenue in which we discover and work out our differences with God. God's got some things to work out in you. God's got some things to work out in me. And in the journey is where he does it. Somewhere in the dash of life. I'm almost done with this point going to move on to the last point and then we'll be done but every tombstone every marker of someone's death you'll see a birth date and a death date and in between there will be a line and we call that the dash that's literally the dash of life and the dash is the journey the birth date is the beginning the end date is the destination but along the line, there is a journey, and that is what we talk about when we talk about someone's life. Wherever God has you on the journey, beloved, appreciate the moment, even if it's a mountaintop or a valley low. God has you in a place. Don't forfeit the journey trying to get to the destination because you're going to turn in some valuable blessings that you would never get if you only went through the destination. Abraham had to walk with God, had to go with him. He had to journey in this land. He, he was promised it. He was in it, but he had to do some things in the journey before he even got to possess it. Which leads us to our last point. Now, not only do we need to let go of the control, not only do we need to not jump over the journey, but, but last, if we're going to uh, overcome the prospects of the world by our faith, this is the faith that overcomes the world. 
This is the victory of, uh, that we have that overcomes the world, even our faith. If our faith is to give us victory over the world and its prospects, then we've got to understand and, and, and execute being partners with the promises. In Romans chapter 4, it picks up on the story of Abraham, and it says in verses 20 and 21, that he never stopped believing God's promises. For he was made strong in his faith to father a child. And because he was mighty in faith and convinced, listen, convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises, Abraham glorified God. Now, now what was the promise? The promise was, promise was I will make you a great nation promise was I will give you an inheritance descendants as much literally as the stars in the sky and the sand on the sea and yet he had no child and he was in his elderly age and his wife was past childbearing years so while Abraham had a lot of things in the world the prospects of what God promised him was greater than, I'm sorry, the promise of what God uh, told him was greater than the prospects that the world had for him. And he became partners in that. Every day he executed his belief. Every day he kept walking in his belief. Every day it wasn't just a faith that he held in his heart, but it was belief that was executed by his walk on his journey, making him a partner in the promises because he participated in the actions that would make the promises come to pass. What are you talking about? He, he participated in the process that would cause the child to be born by his wife. He didn't just think it was empty promises, but he did the actions that were necessary so that fruition could take place. And what I'm trying to tell you is that when God wants you and I to be able to overcome what the world and its prospects offer us, it means that we've got to become partners in his promise. Not just to sit back and say, well, God said it, God promised it, I believe it. Yes, you must do that. But you got to do something with your life as a result. Give God something to work with. What are you giving God to work with in your life that gives him opportunity to overcome what the world and its prospects are trying to offer you? How are you partnering with God's promises with the execution of your life and saying, I'm going to walk in what God promised to see it come to pass? You want to receive a harvest? Well, you got to sow. You, you want to receive a blessing? You got to become a blessing. You, 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 want to, you want to walk in the anointing? You got to humble yourself. What are you giving to God that shows that you're partnering with him so that your faith is being executed and raised up so that God has something to work with. Beloved, God is calling you and I to do something with what he's promised us. He's called us to be partners with him. He's saying, listen, I promised it, but you got to trust me. I said it's going to happen, but you got to walk toward it. 
I said it's going to come to pass, but you can't sit back and say and act like it's not going to take place. Somehow you've got to walk as if the land belongs to you. But you might be in the land as an immigrant, but as sooner or later you understand who the deed of the land's name is really in. And, and Abraham never stopped believing God's promises for he was made strong in his faith to father a child, a man that was not physically capable of doing so. A man who was past the time period physically, God made him strong so that he could do the impossible physically. Do you have any rivers that seem uncrossable? Do you have any mountains that are too high to climb? Do you have any problems that are unsolvable? Do you have any issues you can't figure out? I'm adding my own lyrics now, my own bars. God specializes. If it was Sunday, that's when I want the, the organ to come in and, and right there is where we get our shout on. God specializes in things that are impossible and he will do what no other power can do. Become a partner in the promise of God. That means that you're going to execute your belief by doing something. Doing something. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with your faith? What are you going to do as a result of God's blessing in your life to let you know that he is working it out for your good. Somebody ought to, even this evening, say, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to partner in a new way. I'm going to trust God like I never had before. Not just with my mind, but with my actions. Because I need a blessing. I need a miracle. I need, I need joy on the journey. I'm on a journey, but I'm in a place that I, I don't like right now and I believe God's got a destination for me but I've got a partner with his promise to get there you become partners with God when you decide to walk with him in what he said to do and that begins by having a right relationship with him that begins by trusting him in some areas that you're not trusting. Some of you are not trusting him in some areas. You, you, you say you got it under control. Well, the devil is a liar. Because if you had it under control, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Give control over to God. Don't jump over the journey. Walk your life in such a way that you're going to partner with his promise. Type on that screen right now, I'm gonna be a partner with his promise. I'm gonna partner, I'm gonna do my part and wait for God to do his part. And I'm gonna overcome the world by my faith. Amen, amen. You believe that today? Come on, give God some glory. We about to leave, we about to leave. That's my time tonight, that's my time tonight, but I just wanna encourage you to walk in partnership with God. Listen, thank you for your faithful giving. Thank you that you've been partnering with the will of God and you've been giving as God has prospered you and uh, 
the way to continue to give is right there on the screen for you to continue to do so as God has uh, directed you. You give as God directs you. But understand and know that as you have given and sown into my life as your pastor, I'm extremely grateful and thankful because you didn't have to do it, but you did. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you is my prayer. Remember, Jesus is walking the airways. And those who yet pray can still expect miracles. That's my time tonight. Go in grace. In Jesus' name. Amen.